Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com forward slash bonfireside chat. There's over 100,000 titles to choose from, and they work on your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. Good day. You look reasonably sane. What are you doing in the catacombs? Oh, I know what it is. You've come for the trinkets, haven't you? Whatever it is, this place is treacherous. Do watch your step. <laughs> My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm Will Owens. And you are listening to Bonfireside Chat, an undead favorite. And this week we are talking about the catacombs and the Tomb of the Giants. And as you heard, we are joined by Will Owens. Will, tell us about yourself. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, not much to say about myself. Um, just a longtime fan, listen to all your shows, watch out for fireballs, and this one, and those damn Ross kids, and I'm just a big fan and love what you guys do, so... It's a pleasure to be on. Oh, you sell you, you sell yourself short. Uh, there's also a backlog killer. Well, I didn't want to plug myself too early. <laughs> no, the, the, this is the prescribed plug section, yeah. so do you not can do it at the beginning and then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. T- yeah. T- tell us what you do on backlog killer. Well, uh, basically, uh, I just bought too many games on Steam and GOG, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I couldn't figure out a way to play them in order because I kept starting one and stopping. So I decided to start a blog uh, sort of based on some others I'd read, but it keeps me on track. And uh, I just like playing old games and writing more how they relate to my life or, you know, in, in just a grander sense than just this is a game, you know, because some of them can mean more than just a game, mm-hmm. although some of them don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, not a, it's not a review. Like the thing that um, where me and Cole both kind of uh, – were introduced to you was when we did um, around this time last year when we did Torment, um, mm. or maybe a little bit earlier in the year. But we did Torment, and uh, you said you were going to play along, and you did it as the kind of kickoff for the blog. And uh, both Cole and I liked, you know, what you're doing there, and liked your kind of your approach, your very like experiential, you know, approach. It's not a review. It's not necessarily about whether the game is good or bad, but it's you know about your relationship to it and how it relates to other things. And I think that both you know that spoke to, to Cole and I. So yeah. Um, yeah, we were really interested in having you on the show, and, and we knew you were a Dark Souls fan um, <laughs> yep. going into it. So, Dark and, and Demons. Yes. So. yes. Yeah, I started yeah. with Demon Souls, so mm-hmm. when I got to Dark Souls, I was really excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm excited about the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Fantastic. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so on the last episode, we uh, we ventured through the Demon Ruins and lost Isleth in order to kill the witch and her daughters. And it granted us the third of the four Lord Souls. And now we go back nearly to the beginning of the game in order to get revenge on the skeletons in the catacombs it's and near- the graveyard. It's nearly a week, like maybe two weeks late, but uh, just I, I think it's kind of funny that, uh, you know, there's the whole burn the witch thing and then the witch is burning. And then in order to, you know, kill her, you have to put the fire out. Literally of no consequence. I just wanted to make oh. that observation. <laughs> I, for, when you said two weeks late, 
for some reason, I thought you were talking about something in real life no, that was going on no. that we didn't bring up. Like, and I was like, like oh, shit. Did I we do a new Witch trial? <laughs> shit. <laughs> What's going I should watch the news. My car payment. Like, what? Oh, yeah. Burn the Witch? Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah sorry. I was, I was racking my brain for, <laughs> for news references, and I was coming up empty. Mm, nope. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> see, we, we release the show every two weeks, you see. Ah, uh, um, yes. 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 Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We record them in in time as timey wimey the way we record as well. So <laughs> this is true. that might have been what confused me as well as uh, you're yeah. speaking uh, from release date. We also recorded two weeks ago. Um, yes. So <laughs> oh, I guess that's, I guess that's probably true. So um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize Any, for that digression. Anyway. Well, I just I take solace that Will was also confused. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so. So, listeners, you weigh in. Was <laughs> that confusing, or did that totally make sense? Um, I was but just now, gonna wait that one out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's staying in. But yeah, So, so now is the time that we we go through. You know, if you had gone the wrong way right out of the gate, Firelink, um, you would head through this graveyard. Before we go in there, though. Um, we kept putting it off every time we ran into her, and specifically in the first episode with uh, Firelink. But let's talk a little bit about uh, Petrus and Rhea in there, yeah. because this is really kind of, this area is really kind of their story, mm-hmm. you know, as far as uh, the kind of, like, the real narrative kind of thematic stuff that goes on here. Right. Um, they're really heavily tied to it. Yeah. It's, it's really their story and almost nothing else. Yeah. So... There's that, mm-hmm. but yeah, Pet Petrus is the dude with the with the uh, with the, with the lame haircut. Uh, he is one of the two people in Firelink uh, who you see uh, right out the gate. Uh, so both people who are there are kind of dicks, um, and uh, he's the guy who is stashing away some. Uh, what are those? The red, the cracked red eye orbs down yeah, there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So and Lloyd Talisman, some kind of undead hunting gear. Yeah, you know, is is what you can uh, kind of take from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after you, um, shortly after you get there, uh, Rhea shows up with her and you know that, uh, she, she is of Thorlin. That is her house name. Mm-hmm. Um, she's with the way of white. She has two kind of burly bodyguards, Nico and Vince. Yep. Nico and Vince. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey it's Nico. Nico and Vince. <laughs> get Rhea, over here. <laughs> Petrus. Nico and Vince. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm undead over here. Uh, it's like, what? Are, who named these guys? It's so it, they're the only people named like that in the whole game. It'd be like Solaire, Law Trek, and Ron. You know, like it makes no sense. Hey, well, I think my I think my character was named Rob. So yeah. there's that. Rob, <laughs> Rob, Rob the undead. Yeah, uh, yeah. I chose a thief, so anytime you know I'm a thief in a game, <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that. Wow, like, well, thank you. In uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy bad. One, that, that was a good... <laughs> I like naming Final Fantasy One characters after verbs, yeah. so you end up having like kick, take, you know, kick, take, cast, and heal. You know, <laughs> just because I'm not going to try to impose any kind of character onto those no. those things. Um, so, so she's there with her her bodyguards, and she pretty much says she's on a she's on a mission. Um, I think when you fight, I think the trigger is the Capra demon, and they they head off to uh, right. to the catacombs. Right, and 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 there's like a little bit of a timer on that too. So Petrus is like, oh, she left, and then after a while, after you've gone through a couple more areas, Petrus is all like saying, 
um, yeah, my fair lady, where should, you know, where has she gone? Blah, blah, blah. You know, yep. not really doing anything about it, but just saying like, have you seen her? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and there's a couple of different clues that she's lying. And like, you can talk to Lawtrek and he will give you kind of hints. Yeah. Um, and, and it's based on your soul level, how much it costs. Um, but the, the big thing he tells you is that, uh, Petrus abandoned her down right. in the catacombs and, and he, he makes a creepy line. He says something about, um, Maiden Thuraland and her followers recently arrived in this land, but she became stranded deep below the catacombs. Her followers either fled or were reduced to hollows, leaving Maiden Thuraland all alone. Not a bad tip, huh? A new bar cleric would be replete with humanity. And it's, mm. it's real creepy and, 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 uh, Kind of sexually predatory. Yeah. Something. And, and like, the, the, there's a lot of unsettling damsel stuff in her. Yeah. In her yeah. Rhea, Rhea is really, you know, an innocent victim. Yeah. In, in, a, in a game world with almost none of that. Right. You know, well, like she seems, Rhea, you know. she, she seems she's in over her head. When it, she, has a, she has no idea what she's doing, it seems like. Yeah. She yeah, knows she's, what she's supposed to do. Yeah, but she's just I mean, kind of there. <laughs> do, do do we know what her mission is? I mean, like we know that she she went undead, and that is unbefitting a, a, a maiden or a lady or blah blah blah. Um, and is she here doing penance? Like 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 what's the? I've never I've never gotten any conclusion on that because when you she's first see her, she get, doesn't want to talk to you. She's uh so the undead in the way of white are sent on a pilgrimage, mm -hmm. and uh, I think that it is to get the rite of kindling. Okay. Okay. Um, is the is the idea, and that's so. I think that's supported in game in text items, and then the kind of conjecture that lore videos uh, tend to make is that the church is actually sending them there just to kind of get rid of them, okay? Because they're a little bit of an embarrassment, and like eternal life does not fit in with any kind of theology, right? You know, um, and that Petrus is actually part of what he's <laughs> doing is killing, you know, clerics who are sent on this mission. Oh, right. So um, this huh. is a so convenient way to dispose of them. And that and that makes a sense. So right. we know, you know, Petrus can induct you into the way of white. We know that they work for the same covenant. Mm -hmm. You know, like he, so they they are part of the same organization. And he is actively like if he he you know tries to kill her through inaction in the catacombs, if he's unable to do it, he'll directly kill her later. Right. So the uh, that makes you know as much sense to me as anything. Right. So I think that is the idea is that they're trying to go down there and get the right of kindling, which is so easy to get. <laughs> <laughs> How come no one's done it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's just <true>. attack, idiots! <laughs> like, <laughs> just attack. Um, but and we'll, we'll we're going to go down and find her in the tomb of the giants. But uh, yeah. just because we've been putting off, she's the last major NPC in the game that we've been kind of putting off talking about it all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess we haven't talked very much about dusk, but we'll get into that next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, one uh, of my one of my big weaknesses is I I always mess up or. You know, somehow fuck up one of the, you know, the NPC quest lines. I don't <laughs> think I've completed any of them, actually, when I think about it. Maybe, yeah. maybe Laurentius, I finished his, but the rest, and Law Trek, but the rest, I always do something wrong, and Siegmeier's is tough, and hers, I just don't ever go back to the parish and. It's so tricky, like the triggers, like the flags that you have to put up in order to make that happen. Like, you know, like maybe Sigmeyer's is a little bit more complicated than Rhea's, but I wouldn't blame anybody for not seeing this. 
Yeah, well, there's no there's no reason to go back to the parish. I don't think once mm-hmm. you can warp, who you know, who cares? Right. And yeah, there's one line of dialogue. If you talk to the crestfallen warrior enough, he'll tell you that she went there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's always the, dead. <laughs> when yeah, I get there, I think. yeah, exactly. That's and that's if you didn't talk him into, you know, talking about somebody doing something about it, and and he doesn't end up dead. So he has to be alive, and then you have to go to her immediately, and you have to kill, and then after you talk to her, you have to kill Petrus immediately. Right. Or, or she'll die. Like completing her storyline to make her go hollow is really, you know, is pretty much as complicated as Sigmire's yeah. thing. They're, they're kind of less moving parts and it's not as diverse geographically, mm-hmm. but uh, it is, I feel like it's, it's equally complicated. Right. Um, well, good. I don't feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely don't feel bad. Saving, uh, saving Solera is difficult too. Yeah. Um, figuring that out as well. Um, but we talked about that in the last one. Yeah, I'm not um, even going to touch that one. Yeah. <laughs> the uh yeah. this is on the the playthrough I'm doing for the let's play I saved Rhea. Um and I actually went down and did it early um before before you actually go here which was hard and uh but you can you can watch videos about that if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Um but I, this is the only time I've managed to complete her her quest line successfully. So so, so when you when you say early, do you just mean like right after getting the Lord Vessel, or what? Well, before that, like I went down to uh, Tomb of the Giants before I did um, Sense Fortress. Oh, wow. you know what? I for, I forgot where the uh, where the uh, uh, Orange Gate was. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's further down. It's kind of down by where uh, you run into Leroy. Okay. So. Hmm. Um. So yeah, so you go through the graveyard, which you know previously tore you up, and hopefully by the time you go here. You're going to be, you know, you be able to succeed at it, even though there's a lot of evidence that um, this is actually kind of an alternate beginning area, right. as opposed to something you're supposed to do at the end of the game. Yeah, and you know, like it, it, this is a fruitful place to go and like do suicide runs uh, to get you know, helpful items, uh, specifically this Vihunter or the, uh, or the wing spear, uh, both of which are pretty, uh, you know, useful weapons for different and popular play styles. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, this is, um, you know, especially with the right of kindling being the ultimate reward for getting through the catacombs aside from progression, like, like if you do that early and it is surmountable, um, then that can make the rest of the game a little bit easier for you or significantly easier depending, you know, depending on how much mm-hmm. you, uh, lean on your Estus, right? Yep. Right. So, yep. So that, that's a, that's one big reason. Um, like pinwheels, uh, music is like track six on the CD. Like it happens really early in the sequence right. of it. Um, and then just pinwheel himself. So everyone ends up going here kind of later, but you don't have to right. is kind of my point. And, and because of that, it ends up kind of being a, a fairly easy area combat wise, um, but really challenging, kind of navigation wise. Right. Well, but uh, I I've got, a, go ahead. Go I had a question. Uh, when I came back, did the skeletons usually uh, regenerate after you beat the ones, the ones in the graveyard? Do the ones in the graveyard, uh, or do they respawn? Do you mean? Yes. Do they come back together like the ones? Oh no, they, they're yeah. not uh, tied to a necromancer. Oh, see, it, I thought because like I, I was playing it again, you know. A few a few weeks ago, and and it wasn't happening. I thought, what's going on here? But I guess they're just too hard to beat in the first place, and I never yeah. even put one down. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it can seem like it, especially if you land, uh, you know, a sweet spot hit or a critical hit, um, and they break apart, and then they you think like, okay, cool, he's done. Then they get back up without having you know actually taken down their health bar. Um, I yeah. think that's what's happening there because mm-hmm. there's no like you're not introduced to the necromancers just yet. 
Okay. Uh, Their like prostate position is crumbled. Yeah. You know, into into uh, when they're prone, their individual bones. Right. They got a case of prone bone going on. <laughs> prone. <laughs> the, <laughs> Jeez. Um, t- talk to. I'm getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Though. Talk to us a little bit about the lore. Yeah. Um. So obviously, this is the place where they bury their dead or store them. Uh, I suppose they're not putting actual dirt on top of them, but that's semantics. Um. And this is kind of the the, the mouth of Nito's kingdom, right? So you know, he is the god of death in this world, the first of the dead. Um, and what you see here are people who are either serving him or uh, people who are serving this uh, this other necromancer who uh, is uh, stated in some item descriptions to be sapping away Nito's power. Uh, this is Pinwheel, obviously. Uh, so we don't know who you know who those necromancers are or where they fit in. Um, but uh, yeah, there's not an awful lot of lore in this particular part of the game unless there's something that I'm really really missing. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that there is. Like I think that really the story is just, you know, Nito is kind of a passive god. Mm-hmm. You know, like after all the business and in the intro cutscene mm-hmm. went went down, he went, you know, went to sleep in his coffin. Right. And, you know, is kind of like the lord over death, like just kind of a death god in any kind of mythology. Mm-hmm. And uh because he is so passive, like Pinwheel is is t- able to start sapping his power and start kind of like being an active agent. Like I think those necromancers are probably servants of Pinwheel. Right. That you run into in the catacombs, and that the the animate skeletons that are in the catacombs, like I don't even know if they would would be there if Nito had his his druthers, right? You know, like that could be all of the the kind of hostile uh, forces down there. Like I could see very easily just being a pinwheel construction, like him guarding his kind of laboratory. Yeah, while and, he gains power, and that's uh, that that that's somewhat supported by the uh, by the pinwheel servants that are guarding Nito himself. So, like, why, when you kill Nito, all of the other um, skeletons don't just go away? Not Nito. Why, why when you kill uh, uh, Pinwheel, uh, they, you know, those guys don't just go away. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He has corrupted this place um, in, in, a, in a different way. Yeah, and really the only other thing that kind of talks about him, even, you can get the effigy shield a little bit later that talks about um, a group of necromancers plotting to take down the gods. Mm. And and so there's but there's so little in the way of like item descriptions or anything that you, that you can find. Um, so this episode will be a little bit light on that stuff, right? Even though that's kind of our bread and butter. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of looking for some of that stuff when I was playing through, and I mean, the most I can find is, you know, what you guys have said, and you know, they bury their dead here. What else is there? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they bury some of them, and then you get down to the bottom of the catacombs where they're just lazy and they're just in piles. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just piles of skeletons and stuff yeah. here. Um, they bury some of their dead. Yeah. Here. The rest um, they just throw into the bone zone. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, they're, they're in the prone bone zone. <laughs> yeah. But, um, um, but like, so, my so, doctor prescribed me prone bone zone. <laughs> uh, this area lasts for that. more than four hours. <laughs> Yeah, um, this podcast lasts for more than four hours. <laughs> Stop taking prone bone zone. Uh. <laughs> but uh, but all of this is kind of to say that this this out of like most of the areas, aside from maybe Sens, uh, feels the most like a video game level to me. Mm. I like, think so. It feel it, fe- it feels like a dungeon in a video game where you are walking around in tunnels, killing skeletons with sweet swords and uh tripping switches in order to open up bridges it's not a bad thing i like it you know i like the way it looks and i like the way it feels and it does a lot of awesome neat stuff but like that 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 is a thing about it not necessarily a shortcoming like i almost said 
Yeah, I, I would agree. And especially about the catacombs. I think that yeah. the Tomb of the Giants has a little bit more going on. Yeah, agree. Um, the catacombs is definitely like a Dungeons and Dragons style dungeon. Yeah, yeah. You know, similar to Sun's Fortress. Mm-hmm. Well, um, <clears throat> I did notice, um, you know, there's the statues in the catacombs. They resemble the necromancers. Yeah, the, the Have you noticed statue? that? Yeah, spiky yeah. ones, yeah. So, yeah, or they and sometimes they or they have the uh, the mask of the mother on, right? So well. I don't know if, if that's you know who that's related to, but I, I noticed that which I missed you know the first time through. They look old too, so they're 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 not recent construction. Exactly. Yeah. That let's use this kind of evidence and a lot of the like internet theorizing about Pinwheel being this like person who's trying to resurrect his family mm-hmm. is kind of the leading theory, but there's nothing else for it. Like there's really nothing to draw the connect those dots. Yeah, you know. So I ultimately kind of rejecting that. Like, as and I don't I don't know what the you know if you look at the mask it just says that they belong to, to Pinwheel, you know, um, they're one of the one of the three masks of the Necromancer Pinwheel, and that's all mm-hmm. we get. Like like the way that I look at it, uh, you know, just like he has three heads, so he needs three masks, and like all of these servants have three heads, three masks. And, be, you know, because they are a cult and most cults consider themselves or structure themselves to be families, you know, the mother, the father and the and the child um, just makes sense. That, that would be like an expression of rank or something like that, mm-hmm. that like, like like that, like there's nothing to base that around. I don't see him trying to resurrect his family. Maybe he lost his family and that's why he did the thing that he did. But uh, then we're getting into just kind of like general literature motivation. Yeah, then you're, you're just throwing darts out in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Like at that yeah. part, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the the uh, the big kind of gameplay thing here, we're um, the big kind of gameplay thing is that these guys resurrect, right. as we mentioned, mm-hmm. um, unless you kill them with a divine weapon, yeah. um, and then or unless you kill their necromancer, and like I think that the idea was that that whole divine weapon instead of that being the way that ninety percent of the people play this, mm-hmm. I think that was supposed to be kind of an Easter egg, because this uh, this this level has a real spiritual predecessor um, in the. Uh, Four two in Demon Souls, yeah, yeah, yes. Shrine. yeah, with a, like Shrine of Storms, which is like this kind of mad dash to get to the load bearing enemy and mm-hmm. kill him while these other enemies continuously respawn. And like I've tried to play this level like that, you know, coming here early without a divine weapon, and it's really fun and different. Mm-hmm. It just gets frustrating, and I die. You know, yeah. like, wow. uh, that's the only way I've ever played it. <laughs> <laughs> You've never gone through here with a divine weapon. I've never even made a divine weapon. Huh. That that's awesome. Yeah. That, so yeah, talk to talk to us about like how what do you what do you do differently? Because I'm pretty sure that both me and Cole like kind of end up going through here with something something divine like yeah. restore a straight sword or you know something else. Well, I guess <clears throat> you were talking about earlier the the demon souls you know early in you know incarnation. I think it's I pretty much approached it like that, and I said, well, there's no way to to deal with this other than that. So. The first time I played, I just ran through and got him, but the last one was a kind of a thief character, so I had that black bow of Ferris, and that makes things <laughs> extremely <laughs> easy. And um, But yeah, it's pretty much just kind of a mad dash, but by that time, I was having no trouble with the skeletons. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Because those things, I don't know what it is from since when I was a kid. Anything that I can't put down forever in a video game just raises anxiety in me <laughs> yeah no it's the mask so, it's the uh, it's the super mario 2 mask right well that and i was gonna say the mario 3 those bone you know the bone <laughs> oh, the dry bones the, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah the, the dry, dry bones, bones. Yeah. yeah or the uh, sun 
<laughs> yeah, the Mario sun. Yeah, I just have a real bad time with anything undead, like Baldur's Gate. You go down and there's you know vampires and stuff, and they drain you. Mm-hmm. Anything, yeah. anything that's undead in any video game, I leave it to last because I hate that shit. Yeah. Well, the, the uh, well, it plays into something I talk about a lot on Watch Out for Fireballs, and that like any game where you can do stealth. My instinct is to kill everyone in the building so I can explore it. <laughs> and this, like, and this game, which I take, you know, you have to be so considered at, like, being kind of harried by something that's coming back to life is kind of contrary to my my play style. Yeah, like I don't want to rush through it. I want to take, you know, I want to look for items and look for hidden passages, especially in an area so like winding and and confusing as as this is. Yeah, you you, know? you play you play. Um... You play Dark Souls like you're evacuating a building or like you're overseeing an evacuation. You check and make sure that every room is clear of anything before like a you move on to the next one. Yeah. Well, not <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, not in this case, but in like other cases, it's like you know because you because enemies aren't spawning randomly because yeah. they're not uh, traversing the level on their own like on patrol routes. Mm-hmm. You know, since for the most part they're stationary. Yeah. Like once you clear a room, the room is cleared, and you look at stuff on the walls, and you. Make dumb lore suppositions, yeah. you know, <laughs> like as you do, yeah, as, as you do. Um, so I was, I mean, and I still go through and, and kill the necromancers for the most part, even though I have the divine weapon. I don't necessarily need to, yeah. um, partly because there's something really, re- you know, bringing into Will or tying into Will's point. There's something really relaxing in Dark Souls about killing any enemy that doesn't respawn. Mm-hmm. Like anything, I can kill and be like, okay, now I don't have to deal with this again. Yeah, it's really great. I like them. I, I, I like I like their design. They look kind of like monks. Right, mm-hmm. um, you know they're 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 waving around those uh, those skull lanterns, which are horrifying. Yeah, and, that's uh, beard hair. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. Yep. and they are, and they're shooting fireballs at you. So yeah, yeah, yep, yep. But uh, but yeah, they're they're definitely like uh, this is an area that is that, that that is patched with many bosses, right? Oh, with, with the uh, with the necromancers. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I, I, yeah. Su- I suppose that's what I mean. Just like like the, the, like the, the the encounters are less atomic. Uh, than they are in, in different areas. You have to look at, you know, a string of rooms around a necromancer as like one big thing, as opposed to yeah. trying to cut, th- to trying to kite things out. When True. I when I was hastily writing the thesis, you know, for, for this, it's just like hurry up and get surrounded. You know, the, the 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 circuitous nature of this of this level and the way it kind of doubles back, and also the fact that you are you know running and possibly ignoring enemies that you can't kill. You know, so you can you know. Take take you know take out those necromancers just means that you're varying the pace that you other that you otherwise would have played at and you're almost inc- you know ensuring that you're going to be surrounded by these enemies that can attack very fast and very hard. Yeah, yeah, and there are tons of them. Yeah, so it's not you know I, uh, there are so many just enemies that you're you're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. You know, like more like oh it's it's about as dense as any area in the game. Right. Save maybe you know uh, Blight Town. Right. Which, like we talked about, you know, just exactly how many like draglings there are running around there. Mm-hmm. Um, this, you know, this is area, area is full of skeletons. Yeah. Like it is, it is the 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 skeleton rich. Um, <laughs> you know, so so when you talk about not having discrete encounters, it's true because you, you know by the time you get to the last skeleton or necromancer and whatever you would consider that one kind of discrete set piece, you're probably overlapping with the next one and have aggro the next set of skeletons or the next necromancer, you know, shooting you across the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, as opposed to the most of Dark Souls, which is kind of like here's a room, here are your challenges. Consider how you'll face them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I've discovered something that could possibly ruin this podcast. Just a just a just a just a quick oh. just a quick Google for skeleton jokes. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> no. Is this a, do you usually Google for the jokes that you use in the podcast? No, <laughs> no, no. I was trying to think like, you know, you have to, you have to go through this with, uh, the, what I was about to say was you have to go through this with surgical precision, almost like a doctor with his scapula. But I, but I could make scapula sound like scalpel, so I dropped it. But I was like, oh, maybe there's this. We yeah. can, we, maybe we can workshop it a little bit. I can yeah. see it working. <laughs> yeah, I don't see a reason why not to put this on hold. Please continue, Paul. <laughs> what, what kind of art, uh, what type of art do skeletons like? What kind of arts do, art do skeletons like? Um, oh, I, I don't know. know. Yeah. Do, do you know it? I'll let, I'll let Cole have his fun. Okay. <laughs> Sculptures. Sculpture. Oh, is, that, is that what you thought it was, Will? That's exactly what I thought it was. <laughs> I was thinking of like Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. Lisa. Was, was Mona Lisa. But, oh, man. So I'm going to exit X that and also put that in ad blocker so I do not pull it up again. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> moving on. Gary, just a little inside baseball. I got it because I was I already had the <clears throat> the bone jokes page up and I was I was scanning <laughs> for, for material to use. Will, are you the the the, the, the uh, webmaster of bonejokes.net? <laughs> bone skeleton.skeleton.bone. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> dot bones dot, dot bones slash rib yeah, yeah. <laughs> well let's say you're looking specifically for rib ticklers about ribs <laughs> you, you found the place you're home on the web for jokes about ribs yeah uh, oh. I, so. I got you know check out my thigh bone slappers web ring and yeah. <laughs> you know see what pops up it's perfect see, for what, both. see what contuses <laughs> Oh boy! It's, we gotta we gotta evacuate. We gotta have a relaxed evacuation. It's, it's perfect for both males and females. <laughs> so, so I apologize. I I I knew it was going to be dropping a bomb in the middle of this, but uh, I love skeletons so goddamn much. Yeah, yeah me too. This is one of my favorite things. Um, how like how a target the day after Halloween is a good time, man. Yeah, like go there and buy some skeleton branded stuff and. <laughs> and have yourself a champagne jam. Um, <laughs> go go, go home and watch some Oingo Boingo videos. <laughs> oh, I'm man. getting some good insight into your life, Gary. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all skeletons. <laughs> all skeletons yeah. all the time. Yeah. You pour in some crystal for us for a paper skeleton in the <laughs> in the chair next to you. <laughs> yeah, and then I press a button and it sings, "Who can it be now?" Um, <laughs> the uh, so the uh, uh, where we're so we get we get through this area and you're just kind of going through rooms, kind of doubling back and forth on yourself, and you get to the uh, the first you know uh, the first bridge that has spikes, and you push a lever, and flip the spikes over, and you think, okay, cool, I can do this. You continue a little while, and then if you came here before uh, Rhea came, disappeared, you run into patches. Here. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know this until today. <laughs> Because, yeah, because nobody goes here first. But, again, right. it's just one of those things. It's like this is designed to you know, do this around Dark Root, mm-hmm. and it'll be, a, it'll be a good fun time. Um, the, uh, and Patches, uh, Patches the Hyena, also from uh, Demon Souls. Trusty Patches. Uh, trusty Patches. Sony owns Patches the Hyena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, trusty Patches uh, will fuck you over by flipping the bridge. Yeah. On, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah. Patches, Patches, kind of a jerk. 
<laughs> yeah, Patch is a, is a real dickhead in both areas yeah. of this, and inspires like just countless you know PvP like things. There's yeah. tons of bridge flipping going on in PvP kind of troll videos. But, yeah, bef- before before I knew that Patches did that actual thing, I thought that this was like people taking up the Patches uh, creed and ethos and going out and doing their own thing. Mm. I didn't know that they were just emulating what Patches did. They're specifically doing what Patches does, right? Doing as Patches do. Yeah. Um, so, and it's one of those things that whenever he does something like this to you, you go to him and he apologizes <laughs> yeah. and will give you something. I can't remember what he gives you here because I've only, I think I've only gone down and met him here once. I think he gives you some humanities. I know he gives you humanities in Tomb, Tomb of the Giants. He gives you a twin humanity. Right. But I don't know what it is here. It might be the same though. Uh, but uh, I've got some theories about patches, or at least like explanations. But we, we we can do that once we get to the the the, the more prominent one where, mm-hmm. he, where he kicks people off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, you kind of move throughout this area, and there's not a, like it's it's really really easy to get lost, at least for me. Like, mm-hmm. does every does anybody else share that navigational difficulty? I do. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm usually pretty good with this stuff, but. There's so many places you can fall, and you don't know when you're supposed to fall, or you don't know when you're supposed to cross things. There's yeah. about three ways to get everywhere. Yeah. My, yeah. my my favorite is where they're obviously trying to get you, hey, roll off these broken stairs onto this uh, onto, onto this pathway. Nope, you fell. You're dead. Uh, you, and then the, you the can actual, do it, though. You, like, can? you can. Yeah, you can, get, you can get there. You can everywhere that looks like you can do it is a shortcut. Like, I can get down to pinwheel in about... 70 seconds really like yeah you can you can make it down there you just have to know where to do it hmm. like they, they didn't give you a shortcut to tomb of the giants from here which mm-hmm. is another reason why i think people don't do this area earlier on because you'll have to go through it again mm-hmm. anyway when you're down going down to kill uh nito but um yeah you can and and there's a huge amount of like because of the way that how circuit circuitous yes this uh this area is and uh, with all those shortcuts, this is a huge area for sequence breaking. So, like, mm-hmm. right out the gate, if you're good at running past enemies, you can run down here and get, like, a fire, uh, you know, uh, what is that, scythe. Like, a fire scythe, great scythe within, like, you know, four minutes of starting the game. Right. You mm-hmm. know, if you want to. Like, there's a lot of that kind of stuff you can do here. Mm-hmm. It's all optional, though, and it's not all, you know, it's. I think it's it's made that way to make you be able to get through here quicker because you might be going through here twice. Yeah. No. That makes sense. I also have trouble, like, I can never remember the way to get to the uh, to get to the second bonfire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I always yeah. forget that there's a secret wall there. And they taunt you with it. They show you that thing in there through that little uh, crack in the rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had that in my notes that <clears throat> they kind of tease you because, you know, I played through the game twice and I saw it and I still couldn't remember how to get to it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And even finding uh, uh, Vamos. Yeah, is difficult. Like, uh, there's a little bit more above him, but just like getting, you know, when I go down here and try to get to get to Vamos, like just knowing the exact path to get to him, you know, everything kind of looks samey without being, you know, bland or sewer level or annoying, right. annoyingly so. It just it's very difficult for me to know which way is what. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd I'd like to just say that even though I usually hate underground, you know, catacombs type levels, this one's really pretty. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice the first time I went through because. I was kind of playing it the first time. I wasn't well specced, and then when I got to the you know past New La- uh, New Londo and the Duke's archives, you know I hit uh, Lost Isolith, which is you know not the most exciting thing for some people. And then by that time, I was like, oh come on, come on, and I kind of rushed through. 
But looking through this time, there's like mm-hmm. a giant waterfall. You can see the sun coming in. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's re- it's really a beautiful place. I think it, it's got but, a unique color palette. Like it it is different looking than other places in this area. At least the parts that are exposed, right? Yeah, I noticed when you walk in, it kind of puts an Instagram filter over everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> similar to uh, uh, Blight Town. Yep. Yeah, that gives you the Instagram filter. Mm-hmm. You walk in, but that part you're talking about the waterfall, like that that chasm when you're kind of the thing you're actually doubling back over. So, you know, the catacombs are made up of two, you know, areas on either side of the chasm. Right. You know, and you're kind of uh, traversing these bridges to get back and forth between them. Um, is really pretty. Like mm-hmm. that looks really cool, and uh, you know, looking up from there and, and everything like that, like it looks like a, a place that would exist. You know, I, I don't know what it would be, but I'm sure there's like a real life locale that's a reference, like a mm-hmm. visual reference for that. Right. Um, you know, that has like a, a similar thing. Yeah. yeah. The part of this that confuses me the most is when I'm trying to find like there's that area where you start falling down through graves, like kind of loose earth on graves. Yeah, yeah. To get, to yeah. get to like the tranquil walk of peace miracle or get to the uh, seance ring. Mm-hmm. Um, any lore ideas why the seance ring is here? Like the, uh, the, 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 it is, it is next to another one of those statues that's holding the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So this might've been, uh, like, <laughs> they, they probably said like, okay, Gwendolyn, you likely had a, uh, you likely, you know, you, you need a statue cause you're a God, but well, okay. So we're going to put you down here. Um, there, there's also, uh, the, 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 the whole tangle with, uh, Nito's area used to be, uh, the, the painted world and, mm-hmm. then, and then the link between, uh, Velka and, uh, the painted world and everything here and the, and the link between Velka and the, and the dark moons. So there's, there's probably something that is, uh, in, in like, that cross pollination. Like right? maybe this is, a holdover like this was used to be a Velka yeah, yeah. so if Nito, Nito was in the painted world maybe Velka lived down I, mean, I guess I mean you know it probably wouldn't be tomb of the like it wouldn't be necessarily tomb of the giants but Velka could live in like an entirely dark area yeah and mm-hmm. they just swapped out you know crows for skeletons yeah I don't know it, it's entirely possible I mean the centipede demon was initially on top of the freaking uh, chapel you know? Yeah, huh. yeah. So they, yeah, they move stuff around quite a bit. Yeah. I can't wait to get that art book. I'm gonna yeah. dig through that thing for fucking clues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that might be good because the more you know, when I've been reading more about the catacombs, it seems like it may have been one of the first places they made because it seems like they've is so many changes, and they're putting mm-hmm. things in and out. I don't know. And and maybe the lore, you know, the kind of lore breathness we're finding uh, from it has to do with them just, you know, but there was stuff written for this area, but they couldn't leave it in because it was incompatible with things they wrote later. Mm-hmm. So instead of replacing it with new stuff that would fit with their, the kind of narrative they created, they just kind of mm-hmm. deleted it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird like that. Yeah, definitely could be, could be the case. Um, the, uh, and Vamos real quick, since we're, we're there, yeah. Vamos is really annoying to me because there's so little to Vamos as well. <laughs> like there's, this out of all, like, he's the least interesting blacksmith. Like he looks really cool. He's got yeah. a big beard made out of Cthulhu bones. Yeah. He, 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 <laughs> yeah. he, he talks like, uh, like he, like he was recorded onto a talk boy. Be gone with you. You'll spoil my focus. Like yeah. the, the, the audio <laughs> compression is really bad for some reason. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, I'm sure it was done like for effect, you know, kind of like with, uh, Sigmire and, uh, his, his, his yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, but yeah, it sounds it sounds like they sampled them about like, at about like thirty two, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> thirty two kbps. 
Yeah. But he does have it. He does have a you know bones for a beard though. Yeah, this is true. I, I, I know I just already said that, but I need to bring that up again <laughs> because to me that implies that your beard follicles have bones in them, which is scary. <laughs> Like the idea of him just like because if when he had flesh, those would have been like really long, multi-jointed fingers. Mm. Like, come on, guys, let's <laughs> get scared about this. <laughs> let, like, <laughs> let's develop this technology. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't need beard fingers. I need to not have beard fingers. We need technology to to go back in time and kill whoever invents this because it's spooky. Oh, um, but yeah. And, but there's there's another. I combed his dialogue day too. I'm like, okay, well, he's never said anything interesting to me. Maybe I'll I'll just go look and look at every possible thing he can say. And nope, yeah, like there's nothing to nope. it. Every time you try an engagement conversation, it says, "Bah, I'm a Smith." <laughs> yeah, who's he smithing for? Yeah, like if not me, like I'm your only customer. Treat me better. <laughs> you I'm, bring, I'm bringing you embers. <laughs> I'm bringing you your only business. Like, yeah. you know, oh. um, and then the uh, Grave Lord Covenant. Mm. The other big thing on this yeah, area on the yeah. way. Wait, uh, possible possible connection. Um, he uh, so, so Vamos could be the brother to the giant blacksmith or Andre. Maybe to, maybe like, not Andre. And they buried him, and he wouldn't stay dead. So when he when he woke up, he took he 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 took up what he did in life. Oh yeah, boom. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Grave Lords. <Okay. laughs> the, the real way we need to tie down the the. Well, the, does the giant blacksmith have a beard? Uh, I don't think so. I think he's got no, stuff. No. Yeah. He's just got a mask on or something. Yeah. I don't think Under that, there's got to be bone fingers. He's got a gimp mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, he has, if, he has, if he has a skeletal beard, then we'll know. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, yeah, so the, the Grey Lord Covenant, which is one of the coolest ideas in the game that is so, you know, poorly implemented. Right. Like, uh, the Grey Lords are really cool. And this is the last Covenant we're covering, right? I think so. It's the last of the ones that are worth it. We never really talked about Way of Light or the Princess Guard, but... Yeah, I think we mentioned them, though. We mentioned them, yeah. This one, this one has, like, it's one of those neat concepts where I wish they would have had a little bit more time to implement it. Yeah. And and it does work in, like, New Game Plus, mm-hmm. but you're just, like, you know, unless you're doing that, you're never going to see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, you don't really get to reap the rewards other, other than to know that by dropping a Gravelord sign, you have made somebody else's life marginally more difficult. And well, and yeah. you get to fight them not marginally more difficult. Like those things, don't they, 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 they fucking suck. Yeah, yeah. Like the the I'm watching. Like there's a guy who's doing a playthrough of doing the entire game, Grave Lorded. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's about uh, he just got to the DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been watching, and some of that shit is you know really really tough. Like some areas, it barely makes a difference. Some areas, mm-hmm. it's it's really really yeah. hard. I've heard it's real rough in the abyss. Um, but mm. uh, or yeah, yeah. The, the, the the chasm of the abyss rather. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. gotten there yet. But I'm, okay. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. The um, and then they get to then you get to fight them. Mm-hmm. Like they will invade you. But right. you and you when you put down your Gravelord sign, you actually infect three other players. Right. So they can all three of them invade you, and you have to have three people invading your world to get revenge. Ah, nice. Like really cool concept. Mm-hmm. Um, you also get some really cool miracles and equipment. Yeah, um, yeah. Like the like I think that that equipment looks really good. It kind of turns into Doctor Doom. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, the, the, uh, or the, well, the, the, what do you get other than the sword? Oh, you, you know what? I'm thinking of the Dark Wraiths. I apologize. Right, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, yeah. The Skeletor. Yeah. The, the, um, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. Like movie Skeletor, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, because uh, you just get the sword, which, like, looks pretty cool, but also, like, inflicts toxic damage, which yeah. is really good if you're fighting, like, uh, you know, a uh, stray demon or, you know, Orange and Smo. Yeah. Um, you know, and looks really cool. And you can get it really early in the game, like in the speedrunning thing, which will come out in the future. 
Yes. I don't cut that. I'll, well, we'll just, that's a uh, tantalizing <laughs> hint. Yes. Um, Ooh, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. You should be. It yeah. turned out really well. Um, but the, uh, it's one of the bases of a speed run because mm-hmm. this weapon is really powerful and you can get it really early. Right. So. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it, I would like to see them take that now that they're doing, um, I believe they're, I believe that in, they're, they're going back to hosted PVP in, um, mm-hmm. in, in, in Dark Souls 2. I would like to see them take that technology and actually implement this in a way that like really, really works. Yeah. It's right? a, it's a really exciting kind of thing because, you know, it has, you have the potential to impact somebody's world mm-hmm. very heavily. It's almost like, um, well, I don't want to get too far into the Demon Souls, but like Black World Tendency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a lot like that. It's just instantly shift, you know, making somebody's life a living hell, <laughs> even though they don't deserve it necessarily. Yeah. yeah. But just like that, that kind of passive asynchronous multiplayer kind of, kind of stuff is, is, is something that we really like about this game, or I really like. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like, like, like that is one of the cooler ways that they put it together. Um, and just, it just does, it actually doesn't come together. It falls apart. Yeah. And the, the, the fact that it's so passive works so well thematically with Nito, mm-hmm. who is, you know, by far the most passive. Of, of the lords, you know. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know if he's the most passive, but he is, you know, he is very passive. The pygmy. Um, yeah. 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 But oh, uh, yeah. the pygmy's more of a plotter. Either that yeah, or well, yeah, the, the, the pygmy. <laughs> the pygmy does some stuff. Yeah. He just doesn't do it until the DLC. Right. Um, um, yeah. But uh, but the, the, that is, you mentioned that this was the last one. I, kn- I know why I didn't say yes right away. Uh, because of the uh, the dragon. The way of the dragon. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, you're right. Yep, we, we will talk about the dragon bros. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's real cool, and the way you get in here just by like nestling in that coffin. Yeah, um, I like that. And it uses <laughs> the creepy. verb nestle, which I really like. <laughs> and that's the only description for what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> like you get in there, the animation's really funny. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. a unique there's a unique death animation if mm-hmm. you stab somebody in the the casket. Yeah. Um, that there's a unique animation, and then there's one island in Blight Town that is coded to have that. So if you do a backstab in that area, the person instantly lays down. <laughs> it's the island where Quelana is. Oh really? So if you backstab someone there, they lay down for a moment in the air and you stab them <laughs> in the chest. Really? Yep. Oh man, Bark Souls repair to lie down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go, Tyler. <laughs> it's a callback. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but then you get down and you can. So we're we're getting to the run up to to Pinwheel um, in this area, and you can you can summon Paladin Leroy here if you come in through a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, from above, you can get a summon sign, which is like you have to go human through this area that's pretty PvP heavy because of all the trickery you can do. Right. Um, and you don't really need Leroy. Um, but let's talk about uh, Bone Wheel Skeletons. Fuck. So, so, so we, we mentioned it a little bit before, like uh, in the Painted World episode. Um, mm-hmm. And I, 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 people disagree with me that, you know, when I say they're harder in the open than in, uh, in, in tight quarters. Um, unfortunately, this is all in the open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Relative, yeah. relative. I still find them easier, you know, here than I do in the the tight quarters. Um, the problem, the reason why I find them hard here, though, is that it seems like their aggro radius is huge. Yeah, like it's really so you don't. It's really hard to pull one of them. Like as soon as I poke my head out of this area, there's a couple. Of, you know, there's like two or three of them walking towards me, mm-hmm. and having two or three of them, you know, come towards you at once and and actually roll at you is is a real nightmare. Yeah. Um, they, they were more of a nightmare before I, you know, really understood the importance of upgrading your shield um, and mm-hmm. kind of like how important stability is to them not just chewing through your stamina, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Th- that and getting good at dodging. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it, it were the, the kind of two things that I, was I used. A fucking nightmare because I'm shieldless this time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's because I always play, like, I think all three times I've played on low poise, you know, <clears throat> pretty low stability shield. So I have to get good at dodging them, but they track you just slightly. So you think you got out of the way, and mm-hmm. then they'll catch your elbow, and then you're yeah. done. If it touches you, you're done. Right. They, <laughs> yeah. they, they get you in this combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And 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 they'll they'll stun lock you, kind mm-hmm. of you know until you're dead or your endurance is dead, and then you die. Um, so like getting hit by one of these guys is pretty much bad news unless you do have like a real heavy duty shield. Um, the one thing that happens here a lot is I'll try to beat them back into that room that's the entrance to this, and they'll fall through the geometry. <laughs> that happened. That happened to me this time, actually. Yeah, that, that happens to me most of the time. Like, I'll <laughs> beat them back, and they just fall through the floor. Yeah. And that's an easy way to deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, these these things no longer exist in our world. <laughs> Send um, them to the abyss. Yep. <laughs> or the, to uh, hell, either way. <laughs> and then uh, and then you get to uh, you get to Pinwheel. Weakness attacking. <laughs> <laughs> there was just but, silence after you said pinwheel. We're like, well, <laughs> yep. Well, let, let's talk about the good things about pinwheel, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, this I think that this area, catacombs and uh, tomb of the giants, have the two best ending like set pieces. Mm-hmm. Like the end of tomb of the giants when you're getting ready to fight, you know, that area, and this area here, like, are the you know, if not the two, you know, in the like the top five coolest area looking areas in the game, right? Yeah, it's it really awesome cool. arena. Yeah, I was scared the first time I dropped in. It's spooky. Yeah, and you, I mean, you think you're just you're gonna run into some shit. Like <laughs> the uh, the the uh, the music is really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, and doesn't follow. It's like a real again, like kind of a Demon Soulsy kind of thing because it's not all choral. Right. Like it is mostly, uh, you know, kind of or- orchestral. Right. Yeah, um, I was. I was going to say the music, if you get to hear it, I guess you have to go to YouTube. <laughs> but uh, what I like about it, it kind of has a um, it has a real creepy kind of like pipe or flute kind of yeah. thing in the background. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of like a real love... I don't know, Gary, you listen to the HP Lovecraft literary podcast, but they did this theme when they had like... Uh, they were talking about Yarlathotep, and then they had this real spooky kind of... Uh, flute arrangement and it mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of that real like ethereal it's really scary if you get the chance to hear it <laughs> yeah because you, you'll never hear the end of this song yeah um, you'll never hear more than 10 seconds yeah sadly yeah. because it, and it sucks too because it's one of the winners it's mm-hmm. one of like the best it, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I like the uh the cutscene that introduces you to this because you're just kind of walking up behind him um mm-hmm. And then he turns around, and the heads have like this little gesture conversation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I God, do I love that when they look at each other? Like, what should we do? Yeah. And then, and then the the fight starts. Uh-huh. It's so cool. Yep. Like, God, is it good? Mm-hmm. It's frightening. And, yeah. Super creepy. His design is great. Yeah. Like the like just kind of lantern arms and the way he moves, the way he animates and everything. Like, I love everything about Pinwheel except for fighting him. Yeah, I don't yeah. even mind the fight. It's just kind of like underwhelming. It's an anticlimax after all that build up, right? Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, just, it's yeah, too easy. I'd like to because um, 
I can't remember, somebody in the Something Awful forum posted from the art book, and then they superimposed, like, three people on each other's shoulders. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, had, I had never thought about that. And then when I started thinking about it, it was it was really creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's like the little rascals. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> females constantly sneaking into movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, they present us some ID, uh, and we all, and then the masses just look at each other like, <gasps> <laughs> and then they make like forty of them. And it goes away. Yeah, yeah. Then they die from uh, fireballs. The uh, have either of you guys died to him? Never. No. Yeah, I have also not died to him. Yeah, no. yeah. So it makes me wonder how who are these people hanging up? Like he has hanging skeletons. <laughs> has he beaten people? Like uh, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, they're all they're all merchants. Uh, <laughs> the other awesome so he has a, it's all like skeletons it's like this flooded library mm-hmm. his waterlogged books and then the um the table he's working at is really interesting because there's a skeleton with like a blade hand mm-hmm. there which is not an enemy you run into in the game mm-hmm. so you're gonna get the you know he's I, you're gonna get the point there or the idea that he's like creating enemies or like creating these kind of skeleton monsters there oh like, yeah that, he, that he's like a bonesmith yeah yeah, like you see, yeah, he's some some kind of bonesmith, yeah. um, because that's a thing like, with, that would occur to somebody. Because it's, it's, it's yeah, oh, you mean like, yeah, like bonesmith? Um, Duh, of course, why not? Yeah. So yeah, again, everything's cool, but there's no, there's almost nothing to this guy. Like he creates clones. He's uh, you got it in the notes here. It's definitely true that he's kind of a reference to the fool's idol. Yeah. Um, in Demon Souls, even down to like the kind of odd number of arms. Mm-hmm. You know, the, mm-hmm. the way he moves. Yeah. He's like, much easier. <laughs> yeah, the, fool, uh, the Fool's Idol is a really cool boss fight. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, this one, I mean, as far as the fighting part goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've just never, especially like the first time I went through, I had uh, Quaylag's Fury Sword. He's really weak against fire. And, you know, I did it with my two-hander guy. I just walked up to him and attacked him. Like, there's really yeah. nothing nothing he can bring that's going to make this not trivial. Yeah, great fireball every yep. time. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, then he dies. He drops a mask. I really like these items. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, because they're goofy looking, yeah. and they're really useful. Like it just pretty much lets you trade out your helmet slot for a ring. Right. Effect, and depending on which one you get, like they're all useful. Mm-hmm. Like all of them are pretty good. Yeah, I like the child because of the um because of the regen. Um, mm-hmm. I often don't want to equip the cor- the chloranthi ring, or mm-hmm. the uh, the grass crash shield. Um, but uh, so 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 that. Uh, is is nice, um, yeah. The only one I don't use is the I I'll do the child or the the father. Yeah. Um, I like those a lot. The mother one I don't use all that often, but it's still useful. Right. And then you can make a giant dad listen to the PvP episode. Yeah. Yep. And and I I hope Jeremy I, I should check and see if he started that playthrough of the giant, giant family <laughs> that he was going to do. Oh yeah. So, That'd be pretty yeah, good. Check and see if he if he's done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we leave the catacombs, do we have any wrap-up thoughts? And then before we enter the uh, the deep darkness? It's just so simple. It's yeah. not, not a bad yeah. thing, but it's just, it's it's simple. It's spooky. I like spooky, you know, mm-hmm. but... Oh, we forgot, you can pick up, uh... Let me see. I know there's a Black Knight down there. I don't oh, know what yeah, he's doing yeah. there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's the Halberd one? It's, it's the, the Axe. And he is tough. (laughs) It's really small. Yeah. 
and uh, yeah. the, the the only the only like alternate way to go is to drop down into uh, or like if you're trying to like run away from him and get more space. The only bigger arena is the Bone Wheel uh, place that is right there. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. He he will often ambush you. You'll fall on top of him, or he drops down to you if you go in through the without going that way. Right. So mm-hmm. he's kind of there. One thing I, I said the last episode, so I didn't say it uh, about this area. But I'll, I'll say it again real quick. Is I love the the lever system in this because it emphasizes that Dark Souls is not a puzzle game. <laughs> like there's no you know there's no like raising and lowering levels of water or anything. It's not a water dungeon from from Zelda. Like if yeah. you see a lever, just push it. You yeah. have to push it. And this you know it's full of levers to open up those doors and everything like that. But they're not trying to trick you. There's only two you know? of them. There's uh, two bridges and two doors. Oh yeah, yeah. I suppose you're right. Yeah. And, and what I like, as soon as you run into them, take them. <laughs> And what I like is they frame it so that you can see what it does without a cutscene. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. I like that. It makes it feel more like a, uh, I don't know, just a solid scene rather than, you know, we're cutting away, we're cutting away. Yeah. yeah. So you're usually in control of Demon Souls, which I like, or Dark Souls, rather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cut that. <laughs> yeah. It, it is yeah. a continuous experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're right because in the bridges you can see the bridges, and in the door ones you run into the door that's sealed, mm-hmm. right. and then you just kind of get flooded to the. Uh, you're right, that's that's really elegant because then you get flooded to the switch, and then you see that the door is opened mm-hmm. the next time, rather than the game just being you know showing you what to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Hey, guess what? This episode is still brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, our dear listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash bonfireside chat. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash and then bonfireside chat. And you'll get a free audiobook... So that's Catacombs. Um, up next is kind of a more textured, a little bit more, uh, 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 let's say... You terrifying? Know, terrifying. Yes, terrifying is is, is, is apt, although uh, subsequent playthroughs really takes it, it takes a little bit of that away for me, honestly. Uh, but we'll get into reasons why. The Tomb of the Giants, um, mm-hmm. which is... I was going to say... How can you tell it's textured? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was I was trying to work in like shadow, contrast, light and dark, mostly dark. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just I'm full of these kind of like half mm, these half things. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but uh, the Tomb of the Giants, uh, which. Uh, is kind of the last end game area that we're going to talk about. I, I, like, I wouldn't even consider the catacombs to be like the end game area. This is the real meat of this experience. Yeah, yeah. Catacombs is an area that uh, an alternate beginning area that just happens to be on a linear path to this. Right. So. Yeah. So it's 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 weird because like the tomb is almost entirely lore bereft in terms of like things that you can find there, people. Um, not really too much happening. Um, it, it, like the cool thing is uh, the way that it looks, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that it is pitch dark. Um, even if you do have the sunlight maggot or the cast light spell or uh, the skull lantern, which is the worst option, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you can kind of see like like what this is, and this is just like a, a catacomb for giants that is uh, hewn out of the rock, and all like most of the scenery, furniture, corridors are these uh, gigantic casket parts, 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's especially cool because like parts of it overlook Lost Isolith and uh, the arch trees. So mm-hmm. this is like cutting deep into the core of the earth. You get yeah. the sense that you are below the below. Yeah. yeah. Which makes sense for this is where Nito would live. Yeah. And like, I like this thesis that you came up with. Oh, that, yeah. That's that's good. That's clever. <laughs> uh, so I'll go ahead and say it. What you can't see can hurt you. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, it's one of those things, too, where uh, this is similar to Catacombs, where I think they set up like a gameplay based on a restriction. Mm-hmm. Right. So like Catacombs is supposed to have these regenerating enemies. Um, this is supposed to take away, I think that the idea is that you're supposed to go through this with uh, the lantern. Right. Um, they give you the lantern fairly early on, and the idea was, okay, okay, hotshot, go through this area without your shield. Right. Um, but again, you know, very few people do that. Yeah. Like most people will, will go get the sunlight maggot, um, including us, and we structure our playthrough around mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's, I mean, it's one of those things where I think that the kind of the workarounds for these two areas to kind of get past their central gameplay mechanic mm-hmm. were not necessarily meant to be as widespread as they are. Yeah. And that's just because of the wiki and because of message boards and stuff. Yeah. It just kind of spreads like, you know, it would have been really cool to find the sunlight maggot for the first time and be like, mm-hmm. shit, I know where I can use this. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> 12 hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and but, um, what I like about, well, what I hate about it is you spent the whole game, <laughs> you know, kiting things out. And this area makes it impossible because it's so dark. You can't kite anything out. And before you know it, you're in the shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you're constantly moving forward without, uh, you know, being able to get a a real clear sense of what, what's ahead of you. Um, and, and all you can see, if you, if you can see anything are just glowing eyes, (laughs) Yeah, but Mm -hmm. the draw distance for those is not very far either. Right. And that's more to it, to intimidate you than anything. Um, so yeah, the, the idea of kind of drawing people and there's no safe area. So like when you're kiting, when you're drawing people out, you know, using a bow or anything like that, you're trying to draw them to your favorable ground. There's really no good area to fight here. Like everywhere is a precipice, you know, everywhere is just a couple steps away from, from falling to your death. Yeah. You know, so even if you could pull them back, like you're really not, you know, the only advantage there is fighting one at a time, not fighting them in an advantageous arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty okay. miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 tough, man. Like it's uh until you know it. And like what you said when that effect is kind of lessened, like again, this is one of those areas I can get through in like, you know, ninety seconds. Like I can just kind of sprint through this. Yeah. Um there, there, you know, once once you know it. Very 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 little penalty to just running uh as long as you know uh where you're running to because if you, you know, just absent mindedly work your way into a corner, uh you're done because these enemies in here they hit like trucks. Yeah, well, especially those uh, dogs. Fuck yeah, those dogs are those dogs fucking suck, man. Yeah, those things are tough. I've never found a way to uh, to, to 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 handle those. Um, I mean, aside from the obvious, which which is you know, get your shield and then just try and manage your distance. With uh, uh, with my two hander, I can do uh, a R two leaping attack and yeah. one shot them. Wow. So I, the, uh, I have a plus fourteen spy, and I've not been able to one shot them yet. We got to get with this uh, plus five divine great club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was in, I had just a plus 15, uh, was it katana? Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that. Yeah, that's <laughs> not going to do it. And they're not, you know, everything fighting with a dex weapon, every advantage you have is kind of ameliorated here because you yeah. can't, uh, you know, scoot around these guys. Like you don't have the environment to use to kind of, you know, and dodging well, can be dangerous. Yeah. Their attack sweep is really big. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. yeah, I was. I just played through this uh, before this for the for the let's play. I'm really happy because I managed to go down here and get the grant, which was kind of the the point of that build mm-hmm. was to to mm-hmm. use the grant, and that's also one shotting these guys, which right. I'm really happy about. Um, but yeah, if you don't have like, and I think like, divine weapons do extra damage to any of these undead things, so that's probably why mm, it's working yeah, out. Yeah. Um, and also, are you doing the leaping attack? on am cool. Leap leaping attack like the forward uh, R two. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because that's the other thing that is what I've been using for them, because you can hit them from before they aggro. Mm-hmm. Like, you can... Their their aggro distance is really short. Yeah. So there's only, like, one or two of them you have to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you can sneak around the other ones. Yeah, and, um, like, pyromancy seems to be really effective on them as well. Mm-hmm. So. But that if you don't kill them with the first one, when you're doing the wind-up for the second one, they'll they'll get you. Well, well yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Time makes fools of us all. Um it's true. It's true. Um, yeah. So the uh, so you run into an NPC encounter here. Um, this is where most people will probably run into patches for the first time. Yeah, trusty mm. patches. And he asks <laughs> you. He asks you if you're a cleric, which is funny because he sells cleric gear, probably from all the clerics he killed. Um, definitely what it is. Like he says it. He says as much. Um, <laughs> I suppose that's true. Yeah, he like you know, are you a cleric or something? Like he he asks you, and you know you you want to say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, because otherwise uh, he'll be at, he'll be aggressive right. when you get back up there. But either way, right now, if you say yes or no, he tells you that there's some treasures down in the, the basement. They'll shimmer you blind, mm-hmm. and uh, he kicks you off into this pit. Yeah, <laughs> and um, then you're down there, and you, and like you're immediately dropped off next to three bodies that have uh, that, that that have soul items. So he's yet to go down there and pick up uh, pick up his harvest. Well, one of them has the lantern. Oh yeah, um, that's true. So that that's kind of an important piece. So if you went down here in the dark um, without a, a light source, he kind of gives you one. Yeah, uh, and, I, I always end up getting a lantern off of the last uh, the last necromancer. Mm, so I've I've, yeah. I've never particularly noticed it happening here. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I think there's one. The way that I end up going through the catacombs, I think I miss one necromancer, and the way that they're coded is that the last one will give you the drop guaranteed. Mm, okay. Um, but there's one of them I don't end up fighting. Yeah. Just in, in my, you know, curly queue through the catacombs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you run into Rhea down here, which we talked about a little bit. Yeah. And this is where her, you know, we, last time we left her, we said she was heading down to the catacombs. And, uh, now she's been, you know, but, you know, Petrus has abandoned her. You know, he, we know he went down here with her and says that she's lost. He doesn't know where she's at. Um, he knows exactly where she's at. Yeah. He, she's down here, and her two, uh, you know, Vince and Nico, they hey! went allo. Hey. Okay. <laughs> we went allo for some pizza pie. Uh, <laughs> who's the guy got to invade to get some vino around these parts, huh? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, I, I will look forward to the lighter from the Anti-Defamation League. Yeah, Italian um, Anti-Defamation uh, League. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those, those guys. Are... This really mm-hmm. burns my cannoli. Uh, <laughs> something well, something always, cement shoes um, they're always jerks to me because i always do they change the reaction to you if you're wearing better armor i think it's if you're hollow or not yeah that's what i think oh because because i was like hey hey you know back up <laughs> <laughs> guys <laughs> guys <laughs> Guys, we, where can I get a New York slice around Mordren? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, but they, they try to kill you. Um, 
Like, like, like most people you run into the Bronx, like you run into somebody in the Bronx, like two guys named Vico and Nince. Vico, Vico and Nince. Nince. Vince and Nico. It's dark and it's in Brooklyn and they're talking mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. They might also try to kill you. Um, <laughs> and the, uh, and this is, uh, they're tough NPCs. Like I went down with this character and sequence broke. So like I went down here with the lantern mm-hmm. and killed them with, uh, with a mace. Yeah. So no shielding them and it's fucking tough. Right. Like they heal, they do wrath of God. Um, this is a really, really, really tough fight. And it took me, you know, 10 tries or something like that Wow. to do it. I, yeah, yeah, it, it, it is, it is tough. Um, the, the, the arena is actually pretty nice because it does give you a way to get away from them. Mm-hmm. You, you, you kind of have these pillars, you know, popping around. You just have to hope that you don't end up with the bone towers. Oh yeah. Those are, yeah, those are the way out and the little, um, ramp up. Yeah. Yeah. That treasure will, will run you into the bone towers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, Castlevania enemy and like on loan from the Castlevania collection. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you, uh, but you end up uh, uh, fighting them. They, they, they have complementary skill sets too, mm-hmm. um, or at least uh, loadouts. So it's it, it is a tough fight. It's kind of like going up against the uh, um, the the forest protectors a little yeah. bit, mm-hmm. Ex- except it, you're pretty much just forced to fight them as opposed to being encouraged to get away from them as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um. And it just it makes uh, Rhea, you know, that her whole thing a little bit more tragic in that like these were her two companions. She's down here and they went crazy and are just like waiting in the dark yeah, and for she, her to do something and she's just fucking trapped. Like it's real horror movie stuff. She yeah. says they're looking for her, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and she's like baffled as to how like like the, the, these two solid bros, you know, my family. Uh like yeah. how could they have gone hollow so easily, right? Yeah. So who yeah. knows if they were complicit, like if they were there to make sure that she, you know, went down there and, and, oh, yeah. and died, you know? Yeah, uh, maybe. You know, she she doesn't know who to trust. Yeah. 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 Um, so if you if you kill them for her, like you're doing her an immense solid, and uh, she will eventually, she goes back and becomes a merchant mm-hmm. uh, for you. Uh, she goes to the... Um, and you can talk to Petrus, and Petrus is like, "Oh, you found her. That's great." <laughs> hmm. You know, like he's, give me he's, give me her exact whereabouts and a list of her fears. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and she goes to she prays at the the parish, right, and becomes the best uh, miracle merchant yeah. in the game, um, selling you all the big money miracles. Um, <laughs> if you big money miracle, <laughs> the, new, you, the new ICP movie. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Yep, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> can i um, there, yes sure. okay uh, <laughs> the, the uh, uh so and then you, so you you can kind of get the sense that petrus means her ill will mm-hmm. um and uh he even if you talk to Lawtrek and then talk to him he'll even say things like you know her her name won't save her now mm-hmm. you know uh she's she's not worth her salt and uh you have to kill petrus or petrus will go murder her right um then uh, she'll sell you miracles, and she gets really focused on that. Um, a couple of things she says is that Vince and Nico were fooled by a lout named Patches and turned into hollows. My prayers did them no good. It is my ignorance, my frailty, that has sealed their fates. Perhaps Petrus realized my weakness all along, and thus made the decision to abandon me. I can hardly blame him now. Um, and she's really like tons of guilt complex. Like she. Right. Her dialogue when she dies, like, says something like, if you attack her down here, she says, like, maybe this was all my fault or maybe I was too weak. Um, if you, uh, 
you know, when you talked to her about her being abandoned, she said maybe Petrus abandoned, you know, noticed my weakness or right. could sense my weakness and abandoned me to Patches. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all Patches, but Petrus did it through inaction. Right. Um, so he had to, so he must die. And that's, that's one of the best people I feel about killing, you know, in, in this game. But he feels so good killing Patches or Petrus. Petrus, yeah. Yeah, like what an asshole. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and then, but if you buy all of her miracles, she goes hollow and ends up in the Duke's archives. Because <laughs> right. that was the last thing she had left. Like, she failed her mission. Her friends turned against her. <laughs> you know? Like, she's just, like, a victim, 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 victim yeah. in this. Do, do you get the sense that she that, that, that she went hollow of her own, like, of, of her own volition, quote-unquote? Because everything that I've read and what makes sense to me is is that uh, a Channeler nabbed her. Because, because of, you know, she's a maiden, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that a channel. Well, and she ends up in Seath's archives. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a channeler who nabbed her um, at that point, and maybe she went hollow from uh, it being in the cell. Mm-hmm. There, she doesn't get nabbed until she sells you all the miracles. Yeah, miracles. yeah. Oh, the, the the way the way that you said it made it sound like she went hollow immediately upon. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, selling you all of her all of her stuff. So I just yeah, not, the, to make not sure. the case. You're right. Yeah. I, I forgot to mention that she gets kidnapped and relocated first, um, and uh, yeah. She uh, she even says like she's like you know says if I ever go ho- ever go hollow be sure to kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, a super sad character. Yeah, like no, uh, definitely one of the most tragic. I mean, like for sheer just like oh man, like the world is awful. Like Siglind and oh, Sigmire, yeah. but uh, but this one for sure is uh, it, it's more tragic in a traditional sense. Sigmire is inviting some of this on himself. Yeah, you know by way of adventure, whereas mm-hmm. Rhea like. You know, she's this lady of high birth. Like, you can really easily buy the fact that she would not be doing this on her own. Mm-hmm. Like, if it wasn't, like, at, at her most culpable misguided faith. Yeah. And at, at her least culpable, like, being forced to by the church. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing full well, like, sending agents to, to ensure she doesn't come back. Right. You know? Like, uh, I really w- I wish there was a little bit more about the way of white. Yeah. In the game. Because it's really interesting. Like, it is a very interesting... Uh, Kind of organization. I mean, like, just like I just get the sense that they are carrying out Gwyn's will in order to just kind of like make sure, you know, like to maintain the status quo, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 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 like that, 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 and it is more sinister and far-reaching than you than, than you would imagine, right? Yeah, or than, yeah, than, 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 than you initially see because they have all but abandoned, um, you know, they've all but abandoned Lordran, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which makes sense. Like, I mean, who, you know, uh, like what religion is going to survive in the face of what's <laughs> going on here, you know? Right. Um, without becoming corrupt and, and awful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, you, you, you get back up to Patches and he like his his, uh, his his excuse is that he just gets these urges, gets these uh, things that you just can't uh, help but do. And, you know, whether or not you choose to believe it. Um, I get the sense that he's probably the most legit insane person here, but simply because he does all this crazy stuff, but it doesn't make him lose hope and go hollow. Like there's something missing in him that yeah. uh, doesn't drive him over the edge, even though he is undead. Right. He's, think, he's a sociopath. Yeah. I think he's like a, he must be like a, a time Lord or a dimension hopper <laughs> with everywhere he's cause you know, he's in demon souls, but I think, He's a legacy, he's, you know, a legacy from Kingsfield, maybe too. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I know he's some sort of from kind of mascot. You know, the from company, like it's <laughs> he's a through line through a lot of their games. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I can definitely see that. It's a, and it's a it's a good um, you know I I've never tried to justify why he's in here and in Demon Souls. Like I don't you know I don't necessarily think there, there's one of the like slightly you know not as popular as EMB or Vadavija, uh usually Dark Souls Souls games lore people. Um, mm-hmm. whose name is escaping right now, who that's kind of the thrust of his his thing is that Dark Souls is a prequel to Demon Souls. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, that, that's his argument. And, like, there's some elements of it that are stronger than others, but there's a lot of just kind of, you know, filling in the, the dino DNA, yeah. um, so to yeah. speak. <laughs> the um, So I, I don't know if I buy it. And it, and it necessarily, wouldn't necessarily explain patches, though, because it hasn't aged uh, a day. Right. So I, I don't know why, why he's there. He is really, like, he knows what's up. Like mm-hmm. when you talk to him about the other other NPCs when he goes back to Firelink, yeah, like he's kind of got like a real, in that way that only like insane sociopaths have, like kind of like a no bullshit <laughs> way of of looking at things, right? You know, like he he'll warn you about uh, Lawtrek, like he will, or he doesn't know Lawtrek doesn't like him, right? Um, no, he he talks about Lawtrek as well though. Um, he doesn't like Lawtrek. He talks about um, one of the things he says is really interesting when he gets back is he says, um, "How many of you are there?" <laughs> like, oh, here you are. How many of you are there? Which is, like, either a reference to, you know, uh, other people who are the player or you dying multiple times or just, like, these kind of clueless heroes running around the world mm-hmm. uh, trying to do that. He's a really interesting character. Like, I like Patches a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. He seems just perfectly at home there. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, so you kind of move in, and so here's my question to you guys. Is there anything that, like, strikes you as, like, special about this area until you get to the part that opens up to the arch trees? Like, it's just more dark, right? Yeah, and whoever put down the, uh, you know, the guidance crystals or the, the soapstones or whatever, I mean, they have a good heart, but they don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they definitely meant well. There's one, uh, the, uh, it's not a, here in the notes, the uh, large divine ember. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. It's one of the hardest things to get in the game. Like, yeah. I just did that for my playthrough. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking, it's a, it's, it's a repurposed uh, pinwheel, like, uh, coffin. Mm-hmm. So, an arena about that size. Really similarly shaped, but with chalices on the wall. Okay. Which is kind of interesting. Chalices and uh, skulls and stuff. Um, but with, I think, six giant skeletons down there, mm-hmm. that you can't uh, see them from really where you have to drop down. Oh, so you can't so target them. Yeah, it's really tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, what I ended up doing was going over to uh, being above the Divine Ember so they could see me. Mm-hmm. And then they gathered over me, and I could I could do a drop attack and kill four of them, and then I could just fight the other two. Oh yeah! But it's so like God from is trying <laughs> so hard to not make like make you not use divine or occult weapons. Yeah. Like they put it through so many gates. Like on that playthrough, I was like, oh, I'll upgrade my thing to a cult for a larf. Mm-hmm. You need uh, white titanite chunks to do it, and you can't get white titanite chunks until you get here. Right. Nothing drops them, and except in the Tomb of the Giants, it's the one place on Earth that like they mm-hmm. exist. Although I think you can trade one, get one from Snuggly. Right, which is um, useless. But, yeah, exactly. Like, well, I could do one <laughs> and get my occult plus one. It would do way less damage than my divine plus five. Mm-hmm. But putting the large ember behind, like, the biggest gate, you know, like, difficulty <laughs> and hit, and it's so hidden as well. Yeah, I've never seen like, it, it, so that's surprising to me. Yeah, like, it's so, like, why do they not, why do they hate that upgrade path so much? <laughs> Like, it's, they, it's it's made me think twice about going like a faith strength build because I just don't want to go in there. <laughs> yeah, well, if, if you do a faith strength, do the um, most people do the the buff, the the faith based buff oh, yeah. on the sunlight blade. 
Um, and that's what that's what people do on a faith strength build. Like almost nobody does divine weapons because they're mostly mm. garbage. Um, you know, it just kind of like it lends itself to the weird monolithic nature of this area. Like this is the area where you use divine weapons yep. and and upgrade divine weapons, and this is the area where you you know do do these kind of things. It's the only area. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's not very much that's noteworthy about this. Like you just kind of stick to the wall. There's hidden treasure out there. There's like the gold covetous serpent ring, which I've never found in real life. <laughs> Effigy shield. There's some stuff out there, but like, there's just not much to it because you can't see. Mm-hmm. Which like, I actually like find really creepy and cool. And the first time I went through, it was you know real like tense grip on my controller, mm-hmm. like tiptoeing through it. But yeah. after you get through it the first time, like, it's I just kind of run down to the bottom. Yeah, same here. Yeah. After, on this, I've beaten the game three times, and this is still the only place that. I really hate <laughs> playing through. Yeah. It's, it, is it it's just because good. because there's not much to it, or is it something where, like, mechanically it's still kind of a thorn in your side? Well, I just, <clears throat> the way I play, I can't, it, it almost hurts my feelings to have a slow roll or a medium roll. So I'm, like, addicted to a low poise, no poise kind of thing. And then when you're fighting the, um, the dogs or the giant skeletons, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you can run around, but I just always end up running into them, and it's just, it's not a fun time. <laughs> yeah, just like too much, too too many times dying and too, uh, too frustrating and, to, to redo it. Yeah, and lore stuff, there's nothing there. The only lore thing I can think of is who the hell dragged all the giants to be buried here? Because they're like <laughs> in Anne Orlando or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So who's going <laughs> to... Yeah, uh-huh. whose who's, who's terrible job is that? That's what Patrick yeah. used to do. Oh, yeah, that's 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 where he got his, uh, yeah. you know, resentment. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Looking at the notes here. I, I don't know. You get to that you get to that overlook on the on the arch trees and that is real pretty. And mm-hmm. uh I, we said before that uh we said before that Lost Isolith was the lowest point. At this point, are you actually lower than that? No, you couldn't be. You're just on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you're kind of still looking down on it. Yeah, from yeah. above. So like, it's still you're still a little bit above that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, this was my low point because when I got here, <laughs> <laughs> when I got here, I realized I had forgotten to place the Lord Vessel in my playthrough. Oh, oh no! Yeah, oh. that's the worst. That whoa. <laughs> So that that happens to me really frequently now that I've gone through the game as many times as I have, because it's so perfunctory. Like I just like, oh, this is this little thing I have to check off. Like I'm not really concerned with the plot. Like the mm-hmm. first time I played, I was like, oh, cool. You know, uh, uh, Guinevere is telling me to do this thing. Mm-hmm. I'll go do it. Yeah. Um, and but in subsequent times, like I, I've definitely run into. I don't think I've done it here, but I've gone to um, the. Uh, uh, what am I thinking? Um, the Lost Isolith one, the one mm. in the Demon Ruins, and got all the way down there and run into the orange fog gate in front <laughs> of the cool. oh, Iron Sage. Yeah, and and you can kind of warp, but this one, I is there uh, there's a bon- is there a bonfire you can warp to? Yes, yes, it's the first bonfire in um in in, in this area. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not a huge setback, but if you if if you if you had been fighting tooth and nail to get this far. Yeah, uh, it would be problematic. Yep, and that's yeah. what happened. It was <laughs> I stopped I stopped that night. <laughs> <laughs> Doe. 
this is uh this is this is where Paladin Leroy can show up, right? Yep. Yep. A, and, Le- uh, a Leroy Jenkins reference six years too late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> Which we we can can we all admit here as adults that like as something can be played out and still pretty funny. Like yeah, yeah. That, that, that Leroy Jenkins video. The first time I saw that, I got a chuckle out of it. Like it's pretty dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. But I, I thought it was funny. It just got it just became a meme and then got ruined. But yeah, it, like it, it it had its time and place. Yeah. yeah. Was it like, you know, two, 2007. Yeah. Um, several <laughs> years before this game came out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just, it's just so in, in, incongruous with, uh, with anything else in the game, really. Yeah. It, it feels like, honestly, it feels like something Blizzard would do, would do in one of their games. You know, yeah, like, constantly. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's, and they would just construct their games out of little pieces of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But he drops the grant. Mm-hmm. So I, so I love him and he drops the Sanctus, which is a really cool looking shield that yeah. you don't really want to use that much, but, mm-hmm. um, I like really... his, uh, I like his armor too. Um, yeah. For, for like the way that it looks. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and getting his armor is kind of tricky cause you have to kill him as an invader and then it shows up in Nido's area, but only after you reset. Right. So, mm-hmm. or warp there and back. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go through after you, you fight uh, Leroy Jenkins, which is difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the 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 footing, yeah. Um, but uh, a lot of times, since he's two handing, he doesn't block really. Right. So you can kind of wear him down quickly that way. Yeah. Um, you go through this kind of hallway of like really narrow hallway with bone towers and giant skeletons. Yeah. Um, which is difficult, and yeah. there's a little ambush at the end. Um, but then leads you into like you know again one of the like best vistas in the game. You know, kind of like the coolest set pieces. Yeah, it's it's the it's the aggro crag, but with uh, pinwheels and baby skeletons. <laughs> the isn't the aggro crag the thing you get for uh, winning Nickelodeon's guts? No, it, the, the aggro crag is the final boss of Nickelodeon's guts. You get a piece of the aggro crag for beating Nickelodeon's guts. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, because. <laughs> I was pretty sure that's what you were referencing, but I was like, is that actually yeah. a real thing other than just the piece of the crag? Yeah. It, it's no, no, it it is it is what Mike O'Malley forces you to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've Google, I've Google image searched somebody like trying to sell their piece of the aggro crag. Like somebody like because I would buy it. Like, don't you want a piece of the aggro crag? Yes, I do. Yeah. A glowing piece of the radical rock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's like it's like one of those things. Like I, I would never think to buy a Medal of Honor, you know. Yeah, yeah, but I'd buy an aggro crag. Did I ever tell you, Cole, <laughs> or when you were up, that I have it? I bought from eBay a while back. Um, I have a medal that they gave uh, to Russian soldiers who went in after Chernobyl. They were all like awarded this like medal. Really? Um, yeah, the ones that survived because that. They did a terrible job of prepping them for being right. in Chernobyl, mm-hmm. um, but it's really interesting. Like it's this little like little metal with this picture of like blood with arrows coming out of it and into it, huh? Which is this weird kind of like I can kind of see it as an abstract image of radiation poisoning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting. That sounds awesome. Kind of, yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty cool little you know trinket. Yeah, um, it'll dazzle you blind. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, the only thing I've seen like you know. The only trophy I'd get off eBay is there's this Michael Jordan barbecue sauce from like 1992 <laughs> from McDonald's. I think it sold for like ten thousand dollars or something. But I'm, I'm still pissed I lost that one, so I'm airing my grievances here. <laughs> you open it up and it's nothing but deadly spores. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just it's just a big yeah, just a. 
big hunk of uh, solid barbecue sauce. You, you said you lost that one. It makes me like, did you? Were you willing to go to like nine thousand, <laughs> and then it just went a, a bridge too far? I got nothing. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think far ahead off on that goof, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah, I just I had the barbecue sauce lined up, and then after that, I, mean, I didn't think you'd call me on it. <laughs> Um, anyway, barbecue sauce aside, um, <laughs> you you enter a, a huge antechamber where hundreds of people have died worshiping yeah. this gate, <laughs> like stock still as their bodies rotted and their you know flesh fell off their bodies, yeah, um, <laughs> off their bones. <laughs> They're villagers uh, from Black and White. Are are they? I don't know. I don't yeah, know Black sorry. and White. Hmm. It's That's a good okay. game. Yeah, is it? I, I I feel like I've heard different than that, but. I mean, it's 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 interesting at the very least. It it is a Lionhead game, as you, you know, as you yeah. know. But uh, but 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 that but that is a thing. Like, just if you set your villagers to worship, but you don't leave them food, they'll they'll worship until they die. Oh, until they turn uh, into skeletons. Like yes, this? yes, until they oh, turn into awesome. skeletons. Huh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. This. I mean, this, like, doesn't that just look really impressive to you? Like, doesn't this mm-hmm. give you a nice sense of grandeur? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you come here, it's like these are these 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 and you know these people all died worshiping this thing. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, I love it. And then the skeleton babies, which I love. It's like mm-hmm. one of my favorite enemies in the game. Like just the way they're all stumbly, wumbly and cute, but like really spooky <laughs> and everything. Yeah. Like, is this, mm-hmm. is this a demon souls reference? I think it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. In five, two, the uh, toxic babies. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because they inflict uh, toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Is it toxic or is it bleed? That's toxic. I guess toxic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I know because this is a this is a wonderful place to farm for uh, humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. You it's pop uh, previously you... the the best place to farm until um, what is it? Uh, the DLC, right? Yeah. yeah, it's also it's also the best place to farm just for souls because you'll get tons of humanities that you can feed to Framped for like two thousand souls each or something like that, mm-hmm. and yeah. you'll get tons of them. You can end up with ninety nine of them really fast. Yeah, especially if you have the uh, the covetous silver. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to have plenty of humanity, so <laughs> that's and they, not a and they they spawn unlimitedly, which is yes. one of the few enemies in the game that continuously mm-hmm. spawn. And I love how they just kind of come like they sense when you're in that lake, mm-hmm. like you're in the water, and then you kind of I've run through the water looking for things, and you just leave this wake of baby skeletons like nipping yeah. at your heels, mm-hmm. like so cool. Yeah, I, I mean I don't know why they're there. Is it just that they just were sacrifices or something? It just I, I don't know. It's so yeah, sad. Like why they're the only animate skeletons here? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, you ha- you have various mini pinwheels here who, like in conjunction with as many of them there in this terrain, actually ends up being kind of hard for me. Yeah, just to, just yeah. be just because their their magic attacks kick like a mule if they if yeah. they catch you off guard, and 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 this is kind of designed in such a way that you always have your back to at least one of them. Yeah, and there's just so many of them. Yeah, you know. Um, a weird thing, I don't know if this is just me and my bad die rolls, but it seems like they can drop masks, but they only drop the mask that the first pinwheel dropped. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's true, but like I've gone down here and tried to farm them a little bit to get the other mask, and I kept getting the first mask I got. Oh, yeah. You can just buy them from patches. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think at that time when I tried to do this, I realized what triggered patches. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fire link. Yeah, so. um, it's beating Nito. Yeah. Or Beto. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool slash interesting that the uh, that the entrance to uh, to, to Nito's chamber is like overgrown. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what that says. Like you know, just like you know the pinwheels don't don't care pinwheel don't care um yeah. or if it, or no, if it was just <laughs> or if it was just that just kind of like yeah you know i think it's just it's how inactive he is yeah like he he went back here to sleep after the events of the the prologue mm-hmm. and then just hasn't really left since then right you know yeah um yeah but then you uh then you fight uh nito a good fight i like this fight mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's super scary um because he has a sword that phases through the ground and uh you have to listen for the screams of a thousand women uh, to know <laughs> when to roll <laughs> it's so tricky um because like the last couple of times i've fought him it's been on camera or it's been on like let's plays mm-hmm. and i can't hear it very well when i'm doing that yeah um and uh it's, it makes this fight really hard yeah and it's, it's a couple seconds after the scream. Right. So it's like you hear the scream and then you kind of have to wait like two potato, three potato, and then you roll. Yeah. And you'll get out of the way. Yeah. And you, um, you can get real overeager. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah you can't just roll like crazy. That will not work. Mm-hmm. Um, it does a lot of toxic damage to you. Yeah. Like fills up your toxic meter like crazy. Um, the other thing is here is that he's got uh, tons of like skeletons around him, and he acts as the necromancer for them. Right. So unless you're using a divine weapon, they will get up during the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And if you venture too far to the north of the chamber, uh, there are giant skeletons who will make your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fighting Nido plus those giant skeletons would be not something I'd want to do. And luckily, I've, I've never really done it. Mm-hmm. Um, if the times I've fought him with any kind of poise, like any kind of like ar- heavy armor character. It's really easy to tank him and then wait for him to do his area effect to knock down the skeletons. Mm-hmm. And then they don't die, but then you just kind of keep hitting him. You know, like, and you don't die either. And it kind of becomes, like, similar to the Four Kings, like, just kind of a, a DPS race. Oh, yeah. Um, and you can t- kind of take him on that way as well. Um, when you actually get to, to fight him, he doesn't... His attacks are really limited. Like, his sword swings are really slow. Mm-hmm. Um, he does this grab attack, which I only saw the last time I played, which is really creepy because he kind of puts down a glowing fist... And then just kind of like it stretches out towards you, and he kind of scoots <laughs> towards you. Yeah, um, it's real, real spooky looking. Mm-hmm. And you know, just a, a moment of uh, appreciation for Nito's design. Yeah, which is great. I love like it. This, yeah, I love how Nito looks. Like just this kind of like just pile of, of skeletons kind of cobbled together. His sword is also made of skeletons. Yeah, he's, he's so economical. <laughs> like he uses every part of the skeleton. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I use every part of the skeleton. <laughs> There's only one skeleton do. I use every part of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he uses every part of every skeleton. Hmm. Well, there's only one skeleton I can be sure exists. That's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was it you were trying to say, Will? Before oh, just, I said something stupid. Um, out of all the, you know, after re-listening, the music for Nito is one is my favorite track in the whole game. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. For me. It's kind of got a a real old kind of 70s horror from like Italy kind of feel. Hmm. And it was just, I don't know if you've heard it, but 
going back and listening to it when I'm not trying to, you know, get away from the skeletons because I don't have a divine <laughs> weapon is is really cool. It's my favorite one in the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to give that a, a re-listen. Like, well, I always cut in the music, mm-hmm. um, you know, for it. So the everyone who's listening will have heard it, and I'll hear it again when I do the edit. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've definitely noticed it as being a more of like an atmospheric thing, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm I'm so busy at the beginning. I haven't gone back and listened to it without, like you said, like without dodging for my life. Yeah. You know, I'm usually like very distracted. Yeah. It, you, you definitely go, go into this like with, a, with, with like a disadvantage. So you're distracted. Um, well, and not least was because you take damage. Like yeah, you fall. That's what, that's and he usually does that sword stab immediately too. Like you definitely mm-hmm. are kind of the, the card stacked against you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But uh, the, the arena is awesome as well because you have like these, gig- these gigantic sar- sarcophagi uh, propped mm-hmm. up against the wall. Yeah. And I don't know if we said it when we kind of weirdly when we talked about the Grave Lords, but this is where you go to join the Grave Lord mm-hmm. Covenant. Like you actually teleport here and Nito is your your covenant leader. <laughs> yeah. Which is really weird. weird. <laughs> yeah. And what's killing the, what's him, the difference? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really strange. Like killing him does not kick you out of the covenant. It does mean you can't advance in ranks anymore. Right. Oh. But uh but you you still get to stay in the covenant. But they kinda of, you know, reuse the area twice for that, which Again, who knows what they were planning for for Nito initially? Mm. And you can uh, you, uh, he he only goes after people in New Game Plus because they're guaranteed to have already killed him. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. But no, that is the dumbest thing I've ever said. That's not, that's not the you <laughs> way dumber thing. Than okay, <laughs> don't sell like yourself that, short. <laughs> yeah, that is not the dumbest thing you've ever said. <laughs> that would make sense. I mean, there are a lot of mechanical reasons why it yeah. only works for New Game Plus. Oh yeah, but that could make a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and all in all, in all, like not that hard, but a pretty fun fight. Yeah. Um, real, I feel like it's very, how hard it's going to be is real luck based for me. Like depending on how much he spams his area effect or, uh, spams that sword, sword smash. Right. Uh, but it's, it's a good, it's a good fight for it's somebody like a, who, yeah. It's like a two or three trier for me, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Which is good. That, 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 that is good. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that's Neo and that's, uh, the catacombs and the tomb of the giants. Yeah. Do we have any wrap-up thoughts on uh, Tomb of the Giants? I had a thought about Nito because somebody said, you know, we we didn't talk about too much lore. He's a passive god, but uh, I think, I don't remember, somebody on Something Awful said something about him being, he can't stand immortals because he's the god of death. So maybe he had helped out uh, in the war against the dragons because if there's no immortals, there's more death to add to his empire. Mm-hmm. I thought that's an interesting point because I yeah that, that's definitely an interesting like point before yeah. and yeah that that totally makes sense because um, you know he's a god of death you know why should he give a shit about <laughs> anything <laughs> yeah because everything's gonna die except those dragons exactly yeah yeah so one one specific one mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah that's that's really interesting I didn't, I didn't necessarily considered that yeah um, I also I like the way and we haven't read, like with the people in the cutscene in the beginning the way that they all. Um, the way they all took out the dragons, you know, all kind of played their part, mm-hmm. you know, and like Nito releasing his waves of, of miasma and, and, and death kind of, kind of weakening them and the witch of Isle burning down their trees. Yeah. Like everyone kind of played their part, which I really like. It's like you know? the Avengers. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're like the, the from soft Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> Alternate name for this podcast. Yeah. If we ever, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's um it, it's it's one of those things um he's the only lord who is like a for, like a force of nature right yeah like mm-hmm. like the like the, the other lords are uh, excepting nito um okay so the the, the two lords there <laughs> wait a minute this is falling apart rapidly but no, this wait, it has to be your bull <laughs> it has to be your bull thank you <laughs> he gets it um no, derailed. No, no, but just kind of like the, like these people got their powers from you know from the Lord Soul because they just went to the first flame and they found it there. They are yeah. you know re- like regular creatures that just you know happen upon this you know otherworldly supernatural kind of thing. Whereas kind of like Nito is just introduced as the Lord of the Dead. Yeah, the first of the dead. Yeah, the first of yeah. the dead rather. And yeah. so like uh, all that I can think of is when the first flame was lit. Right. And then it introduced disparity. Right. There was no death, you know, before the first flame of flame was lit and then boom, light, you know, the sun, then dark, you know, death like like he was he was created, you know, so just sprung into being. Yeah. 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 As such. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, yeah, he he could be passive because he's just aloof, you know? Yeah. Like the same. Yeah. yeah, The same way that like, uh, you know, gravity is passive. Right. Um. When you said that he was the only one to represent something, I, like in, quickly in my mind, I started thinking of like what the other ones could all represent. Well, I mean, I it, it. it's 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 the old uh, like 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 what it, like what I say about those different areas, uh, the, the 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 Duke's archive and uh, Seath being order, uh, chaos. You know, like the the, the Witch of Isleth. You know, that that, that being chaos. Um, you know, just like like each of those kind of different elemental things. The, I was the, thinking the, the of this with void nothingness. I was trying to just assign them, and I ended up having mm-hmm. uh, the Witch of Isolith as life as opposed to uh, oh yeah to, to chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, just setting it up with a, a you know a dichotomy with a yeah. with this mm-hmm. um, yeah. with with the Witch of Chaos also being like you know a representative or the embodiment or conduit for the flame, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, much ado about Nito. Yeah, much ado about Nito. Oh, I would watch that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what she said about the. Okay, tell us what we're gonna do next time. Uh, next time, um, we you know that broken pendant that we picked up in the Duke's archive. That seems like a cool idea. So we're gonna go around to random areas in Lordon <laughs> and see if it happens to do anything. Um, we might get sucked into an ancient time in order to rescue a princess from the Mushroom Kingdom, as Brayton pointed out. Yes. Um, and that can only mean one thing: we're doing the entirety of the Artorias of the Abyss expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, so watch out for long episodes. Yeah. Because uh, that is probably one and a half episodes worth of content. Yeah. But yeah, four bosses. Um, you know, two uh, two very large areas. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, that is what we are doing. Mm-hmm. Who, who, and who's who's going to join us for that? Uh, we're going to be jo- joined by John Wolf, okay. um, a buddy of mine, um, not a current uh, internet presence, but he's been on some of my old podcasts, been on some DinoCast, and he's the voice of one of the um, imaginative teens from the Dungeon <laughs> Mister sketches from Diety of Ahala. Um, and a uh, Dark Souls super fan who, like you and like some other people, were trying to get me into it, mm-hmm. you know, for years until I eventually got into it. So <laughs> a year for like yeah, a, year a year, two months. <laughs> uh, year a year. I, I measure time without Dark Souls into in, you know, <laughs> each year is ten years. Yes. Yes. There we go. Um, yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. So 
what yeah, so uh, that admin, admin, admin stuff. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Will, do you want to, where, where can people find you on the web? Oh, can... uh, <clears throat> you can check out, uh, my blog, www.backlogkiller.com. Uh, just me trying to finish the stuff I haven't written for a while because I'm on vacation, but uh, mm-hmm. I'll be playing Bastion when I get back, so I'm looking forward to that because everybody says it's great. Uh, it is. So I hope so. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, the last thing I played... Oh, jeez. What did I play? Ultima Underworld. Oh, yeah. That one was pretty good, but uh, there's not too much I could tie in with, you know... My emotions or anything like that, so it ended up being just kind of like a, I did this and I did that, so I had fun playing, but I don't think it was too fun to read. So hopefully Bastion will be a bit more of that, because I enjoy those very much. Yeah. I think it will be. Yeah, it will. Um, based on my experience with it. Mm-hmm. So definitely look forward to that. Um, on this on this show, and finding Gary and Cole on the internet, um, a quick reminder that uh, we're rapidly approaching the Demon Souls season of uh, Bonfireside Chat. Mm-hmm. So just so you know, um, we've just got a couple more episodes of this podcast, and then we will be uh, heading into um, Boletaria and yes. uh, spending about six months there. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, I'd, I'm not going to suggest anybody do it. I bought a PS3 to play it. <laughs> um, you know, that's a big investment, but uh, it's been worth it. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, and then you can do the usual stuff like ratings, reviews on iTunes, um, you know, the uh, Amazon referral link, Audible link, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and if there is anybody who, uh, um, you know, just cross thanks and promotions since this is the first episode after uh, the Kickstarter will have closed, if there is anybody who listens to this that uh, that donated to that, who backed us there, um, we really appreciate it. And uh, you oh, yeah. are all heroes that made an awesome thing happen. So Yeah, thank you very much. And that reminds I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were going to correct me that I forgot something. Um, if you know, um, and I said this in the last episode, I'm just throwing it out there one more time. Um, anybody you think, um, you know, who's like a, a video game podcaster person um, who's real into Demon Souls, like maybe they said, like, I love Demon Souls, and you'd like to hear them on the show, uh, maybe let us know <laughs> in case they fell through our, our radar and we'll reach out to them. Because yeah. we're lining up guests for the second season, and we're probably going to do a mix of, you know, people who we we know like our friends and then also some people um from kind of the larger community as well yeah um but we're we're putting that together now so if you have any ideas or suggestions please lay them on us yeah um i think that's just about everything i can't i can't imagine other than you know go get started playing the uh the um the expansion now because it is fairly lengthy um Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's so good though like it's one of my favorite expansion like it's my my favorite like expansions to a game Mm -hmm. like and it works really well it's just kind of self-contained you know, it, the the lore is really direct, but mm-hmm. I really like it. Yeah. And uh, all those boss fights, you know, my, my favorite boss fights in the game, and probably my least favorite, um, <laughs> are all within that. So. Yeah. So until that, though, what can we do, Gary? Uh, we should praise the sun. Praise the sun. Praise the sun. Praise the sun. And we all pray that we will have far more soon.